listening to the Taming Crazy podcast with Alicia, Deb, and Sue, where each week we'll share our views from the middle. We're talking the ups, the downs, and everything in between of being a midlife woman in today's world. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Like peeing down, is it? Yeah, it's been bad all day. And the wind. Yeah, it's so windy. It's windy here, mind. It hasn't rained, but it's windy. No, it's because we seem to have the entire world's rain at the moment. I know. (laughs) It's all concentrated. Welcome to the Taming Crazy podcast. I'm Alicia and I'm here with the lovely Deb and Sue. Hello, girls. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you both today? Are you keeping dry? Yes, because I'm not going outside. Exactly. Oh, so we were just discussing before how wet it's been, how much rain we're getting, but everything is turning green. So there's always plus side, right? That's yes. right. Yeah. Good. So Sue, why don't you tell everyone what we're going to talk about tonight and tell us a little bit about what inspired you to suggest it. Tonight, we are going to talk about keeping up with the Joneses. And this has kind of been triggered by several things, but the the thing that kind of really shot it into my imagination was watching the Medici on uh, Netflix, which, (laughs) you know, it's kind of strange, but the whole thing is about power and money and keeping power and money and, you know, having the same as or more than what everybody else has. And I was thinking about how that's something that, just goes on and on and on and you know I it's something that I've noticed particularly since we moved to Alberta that there is a very strong keeping up with the Joneses thing that goes on here but I'm not sure people would necessarily see it as that but kind of with outside eyes it's like wow Mm -hmm. it's kind of who's got the biggest truck who's got the biggest house who's got the nicest countertops and yes Yeah, no, and that's true. And for anyone who doesn't know, the definition of keeping up with the Joneses is a term used to describe someone who compares themselves to others in the accumulation of material goods. They want to appear that they're keeping up and failing to do so perceives them to be inferior in some ways. So it's more to do with the socioeconomic sense of the word. Does that sound right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think you're right, Sue. I think this has always been going on throughout history. I think since the 80s and 90s, it's and it's just become worse and worse, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago, people spent money they had. And if you didn't have money, you couldn't buy anything. But now the majority of us have access to a lot of money, you know, credit cards, home equity loans and lines of credit. And we can pretty much buy whatever we want within reason. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't have to worry about it because we can pay it off later. But then that later eventually comes and you seem to be stuck in deep shit financially. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, obviously credit cards, I think, has really changed the game and not in a positive way. I think consumer debt has had a huge effect and has created a financial problem for many families. And it seems to be getting worse and worse. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, when we arrived and, you know, we would kind of be socialising with people and they would be talking about going camping. And I I thought in my ignorance 
that, you know, at most they were going to be in a caravan. <laughs> yes. Um, I hadn't expected these massive, long trailer things, which, you know, have the slide outs and king size beds and TVs and, you know, to me, that was never camping. And, you know, there's that and then there's a boat and, you know, a couple of dirt bikes or a, a sled or something, you know, and it was just like, I, I remember saying to Manny, like, how how do people afford this? And he was like, oh, I don't really know. And we actually asked some friends and they were like, that's why we have a line of credit. Yes. I think it is how you were brought up a lot of times as well. You know, we were brought up where we always had old cars. Whenever we'd ask, you know, our dad, why can't we have a new car? He would always say because he wanted to keep his money in his pocket instead of giving it mm -hmm. to somebody else. That always stuck with me. And I remember he'd always say, you know, never buy anything on higher purchase. Yes. Now, that I think is a British term. But what he meant was don't buy anything on credit that you can't afford or isn't absolutely mm -hmm. necessary. I mean, obviously, yeah. a mortgage is necessary. But we'd always laugh and joke about our dad being, you know, a tight bugger with money. But mm -hmm. he always had money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We always had everything we needed. And even now, you know, they're pensioners. And they live quite comfortably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's the people that have that attitude are the ones that end up richer in the end. Well, and it's funny, like I'd completely forgotten about higher purchase, but um, I remember learning about it in school yeah. mm. and, you know, being told and kind of working out the, you know, the interest and things like that and compound interest and whatever other sorts of interest there were and being shocked at how quickly it added up. And I think like, and then in late, you know, as I got older, I had friends and literally all of the furniture in the house was bought on HP, high purchase. And that terrified me. Like, I'm very much, if we have something in the house, then I like to know that we own it. Mm -hmm. Rather than we're just kind of chipping away at it. Because for me, like the mortgage is big enough that I don't need too many other things to be like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think money to me has always represented security. And I don't think I've ever cared too much about other people. But mm -hmm. I like to have, I like to know that I have the money in the bank to pay for something if I need something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always feel secure in that way. And I think for women, I think that's huge. Because I think women having financial security means they can choose to stay or to go at any time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really important. And a lot of women don't have that. Deb, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think you both, you both are right. I think it is a big factor on how you were brought up, though. Like you said, Sue, living in Alberta, I mean, I don't know how many young, young families I see that has got everything. And you just wonder how, how they got all that. Yeah. But I do think, I, I do know quite a few families and one and I'm thinking of in particular, and it was a family that have daughters and they were brought up to marry money. And one of them is married to a very wealthy man and they, they live very extravagant. And the other one isn't married, but the men she dates are men with money. And this the, the, their mother was a, quite a close friend of mine. And to see the way they lived was kind of eye-opening mm -hmm. and then when things changed with his job 
they were they were quite stuck but they've always managed to live this life of flaunting I guess it is you know they flaunt a lot of money but I believe that's the way they were all brought up mm-hmm. it's interesting yeah and it seems to be you know I mean I'm not saying that I've never suffered from I want to keep up with the Joneses because I have many many times mm-hmm. and right now I would love to have a decent kitchen so mm-hmm. You know, it, it's things like that. But then there's this reality in my head and my husband <laughs> yeah, that says we, we can't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we would need to do this, this, this and this before we do that. And I think, you know, again, like we were saying, that's how we were brought up. You know, you don't do these things unless you, you've got the money. That's right. And you have like a priority list. Yeah. Right. You have yeah. a list of what's really... A priority and what can wait and mm-hmm. uh, I remember years ago money's always been fascinating to me and I used to read all the financial books you know the wealthy barber and rich dad poor dad all of those books mm-hmm. and I remember reading in one of them and I I can't for the life of me remember which one it came from but he was saying that years ago when families were raising children they raised them in the same area with a similar income so all your neighbors kind of made the same money as you did so there was really no comparisons going on then what happened was banks got involved and started loaning out money that you know now all of a sudden people could afford these huge mortgages and had umpteen years to pay them off and they were given car loans and everything else so even if you couldn't really afford it maybe your income was fairly low now you were buying houses in areas that people making a lot of money lived so now you really can't tell who your neighbors are or what their income levels are so in some ways it's level the playing field so anybody can live anywhere they want to But it's also created this huge financial problem. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because, you know, when we were brought up, we didn't see anybody that had way more money than we did. You know, we all were fairly Mm -hmm. on the same level. And there was never this competition of who's got more. Mm -hmm. How about you, Sue? Does that make sense? It, it, It really does, actually. You know, I was very lucky my dad worked in an industry where he always had work for the most part he did a lot of contract work and so kind of moved around with that but we were not rich by any stretch of the imagination and we we just lived a very normal life like Mm -hmm. it it was very normal for us i guess like not for everybody and so yeah there wasn't that huge you know, you didn't really notice it. Maybe you would a little bit at school, but certainly because the catchment areas were were such that, again, you didn't really see that. Like you, it was like, Dad, why can't we have a new car? And and he was just like, well, we, we don't need to have a brand new car and they're too expensive. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even the subject of school, Sue, like we lived in, in an area where a in town and then all different valleys went to the same mm-hmm. high school and we wore uniforms so yes. nobody really knew who had money and who didn't and it didn't really matter because we all were the same when it came mm-hmm. to how we dressed I mean maybe the shoes maybe certain little things but you didn't really stand out 
But I think now where kids go to school, you spend an awful lot of money to make sure that your kids don't look different. You know, they, they mm -hmm. need to fit in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're buying the designer clothes or whatever. My kids have been out of school for a long time. So, but I'm sure it's the same way now as it oh, was then. Oh, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved having a school uniform, <laughs> you know, especially yeah. when my kids were little because... Yeah. You know, it, it meant that they had that pair of shoes, which was specifically for school and they had their gym kit and there was none of the messing around of, well, I want this and I want this and I want this kind of coming and having to adjust to, you know, you need your indoor shoes, your outdoor shoes, you need this, you need that. It was all kind of unexpected to me. And yeah, even at a young age, the, the kids were like, Oh, those are not the best sort of trainers and, you know, or, yes. oh, is that all you've got? And it's like, mm -hmm. that that's yeah. not how, well, I don't know. It's, it's just not how I think. And I didn't want my kids to be exposed to that. But that school, that's the way it is. That, that happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think you can protect them from that. Mm -hmm. You know, I liked it when the boys were young enough. And you could buy them whatever you thought was good and rough and tough. <laughs> You know, and yes. you could buy them stuff that you think they would last. And then maybe, you know, for the oldest boy, they could pass down to the youngest boy. And then they get mm -hmm. to that middle school and the age where they're not going to wear that stuff anymore. And then it comes to a point where you're going out and you're buying clothes that or shoes that are way more than you'd ever think you would pay for shoes. Anyway, I, I agree. And, you know, when I wore a uniform... I hated wearing a uniform because I wanted to be like the kids in North America on yes. TV that never wore a uniform. And I thought, how cool do they yeah. look? Yeah. And then yeah. when you become a parent, you're like, oh, God, we need to have school uniforms for our yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would still, you know, if there was the opportunity to give the boys uniforms, I, I would definitely have them. <laughs> yeah. Just, mm -hmm. you know, from the, you know, you, you make sure you've got your five uniforms ready. Or you know that you're going to be washing the, the jumpers or whatever, the, the pants. So you've got enough so that everything can kind of be washed and worn and rotated. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than needing multiple things. And I like I suppose I'm quite lucky. I've got one kid who'll literally wear anything, as has been demonstrated on occasion, particularly <laughs> when he was younger. I'll be like, you are not going out wearing that. <laughs> and then like the other one who went through a stage where it was all about designer names and the expensive stuff and it was like we do not have the money to buy these things for you yeah you need to, to get a job or find somebody that's willing to hand them down to you <laughs> yeah and it's expensive when you have to take your kid like all this back to school shopping it's mm -hmm. expensive I mean I think I lucked out. My kids are quite small, so they rarely ever grew out of anything. <laughs> it was like a yearly occurrence, not where you had a shop, you know, three times a year. But yeah, it's a different world. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's so strange because I can't, like, I'm not really, like, I'm not minimalist by any stretch of the imagination, but the things that we have we've kind of thought about and we've bought them because we liked them and we have some things that we spent you know quite a lot of money on because we liked them and we knew they were going to last a long time 
And yet I know other people that rather than redecorate, they'll move house. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) It, It is. It is. Someone we used to know was a classic example of needing to be perceived as better or maybe to him it was a symbol of success. But he used Mm -hmm. to come over to our house and whatever we bought, he would go out and always buy something bigger and more expensive. If we bought a new TV, his would be bigger and more expensive. And we used to laugh about it because it was really so obvious. And even our sons used to mention it. And I really don't think his wife ever realized what was happening. But they were always in serious financial debt. And he probably still is. But it seems to be this need to appear more successful or at least be on the same playing field. Uh It's got to have psychological meaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it definitely, you know, like most things, it probably comes from a deep-seated desire to be better and probably not having been told that you're enough and like not necessarily by your family. But, you know, you may have been picked on at school because you didn't have this or that or the other and I I know people like that as well and you know it it does seem to be very very deep rooted in them that they need to show that like you say they are at least equal to you but being equal is never really enough it's always they've got to have more or they've got to talk up more about what they've got because we had friends as well and they moved fairly frequently and each time they moved it was a significantly bigger house spent significantly more money on it bought brand new furniture to go in it and the houses just kind of got bigger and more soulless yes but they reflected like we were saying i I guess the way they wanted to be perceived as being very successful and having lots of money deb what what do you think i think there's so many reasons i think just even being competitive is a part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just one of those topics that who knows what um, what goes through a person's brain or, or what's instilled in a person that they feel they need to do that. Or to them, it maybe is just normal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very difficult to say. I don't know. Interesting. It, it is. And I think it boils down to comparison, you know, always comparing yourself to others. And Perhaps it's a feeling of being inadequate, you know, the need to appear successful on the outside when deep down inside you are feeling inadequate and maybe not good enough. And when I think of the term keeping up with the Joneses, I think of the financial aspect of it. But in some ways, I think I've tried to also keep up and match or succeed But it's more on a personal growth level. You know, I I think in the past, I've compared myself to others around me and judged on whether I'm good enough or successful enough, whatever that means. But material things haven't really meant that much to me because it's all external stuff and that stuff just confuses me. And so for me, it's been very much an internal comparison. Mm -hmm. And plus, I think the more stuff that I accumulate... The more stuff around me, the less I can actually think clearly. And I actually like minimalism because I'm an extremely messy person. So I find if I keep it things to the minimum, it's more manageable for me. Mm -hmm. So there's less time or less time spent cleaning up stuff. 
Otherwise, it can be really overwhelming. And I think that has to do with money as well. Even money, mm -hmm. I have to keep very simple. So, you know, it can't be all over the place. It has to be, mm -hmm. it has to have a purpose and it has to be like Deb has routines in her life. Maybe <laughs> I'm, I have that with money, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the other thing that kind of I'm keeping up with the Joneses is it's that wanting to fit in and mm -hmm. not stand out in any way, <clears throat> excuse me, as being different. You know, that's something that we all have we all want to be part of some sort of group or community like even I think when we say no you know I, I don't want to fit in I want to be different from everybody else there's still that kind of similarity to other people that are doing exactly the same thing like nobody's as different as they like to think you know I think that's something that we all want very much is to to fit in to be part of it and I think sometimes as parents it's not so much about you fitting in as parents. It's about helping your kids to fit in with their friends and peer group and, you know, not wanting to do anything to embarrass them. Mm -hmm. Although yeah. I can embarrass them at a, the drop of a hat. It's not as easy as it used to be. But... <laughs> yeah, but it's true. You know, we, we've all had that moment where we've, you know, had our face pressed up against the window, knocking on it and saying, you know, please let me in kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I think that changes the older you get. You know, how, yeah. how has midlife changed how you see materialism or has it changed? It's about quality, not quantity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't see the need for kind of like you just have you said simple, like I do like simple, I like a simple lifestyle. I, I like I don't talk about a lot of things that I have or what I do. It's just who I am. So I never feel ever feel like I need to you know, what some people might consider bragging or whatever, I keep all my stuff to myself. Mm. And I'm really happy that way. Well, I think the older, I don't know if it's the same for you, but the older I get, the more I value experiences over material things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, traveling has always been something that I value. And I spend money on that because I really like to do it. And I like new experiences. And even Growing up with the kids, you know, we'd always go somewhere new and adventures. And it wasn't about the money because quite often those holidays were as cheap as chips a lot of times. But mm -hmm. we always had experiences and we still talk about them today. So that is something that money really can't buy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think the older we get, we've really valued that part of it. You know, both my husband and I drive old vehicles I wish somebody would give me a really you know a nice new Maserati I would not say no to that <laughs> but I would never you know when I find out how much things are I'm like you gotta be kidding people pay that for that like mm -hmm. that is just I think the older I get I've turned into my dad to be honest which is quite frightening <laughs> and I also think that when you're trying to keep up with the Joneses you have to remember that the Joneses are probably broke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really yeah. good thing to remember. Mm -hmm. And who are they keeping up with? <laughs> yes, exactly. Because you know, like, there has to be a chain. <laughs> yes, there, <laughs> yeah. there has to be. Do you think that social media has played a part in the modern day keeping up with the Joneses? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you see, I know sort of like, more recently, there's been a kind of a lot more kind of 
more raw and truthful stuff perhaps on social media than there has been in the past but you know particularly Facebook there's a lot of I'm living my best life and that's Mm. what you're seeing you're seeing those days where it is somebody's best life and you know I'm probably the same actually I'm not going to post a a photo of me looking like shit because you know you could just see on see me on most normal days and you know that's how I look like (laughs) if you see a picture of me on Facebook then generally I've got makeup on and my hair done Mm -hmm. because I've made an effort so I'm showing it off (laughs) (laughs) exactly we're not monsters for goodness sake we have to do an effort once in a while yeah and I think you know, it's kind of really useful to remember that, that if that's what I'm doing, probably other people are as well. Yeah. And I follow some people on Instagram that I do due to the fitness aspect of it, but they work for companies that, that that's how they sell their business, right? And they want you to join is because they are showing this lavish life they live. It does look amazing, you know, if you were just somebody that's on the outside, but it's part of almost their business, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, if somebody wanted to gift me a brand new kitchen with, you know, top end appliances and everything, I will pose in it for you quite happily. <laughs> you know, I, I will show my gorgeous kitchen to everybody. So, you know, please consider that a request if anyone's got the means. <laughs> Maybe you better tell Manny you'll pose in your new kitchen and he might have a, a different... <laughs> You might have a new kitchen right away. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, shit, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no posing in the kitchen. <laughs> but I think people are actually making careers out of that, aren't they? You know, the, yeah. the product mm-hmm. placement. And, you know, I don't think we can talk about keeping up the Joneses without talking about keeping up with the Kardashians because that's the modern day version. Mm-hmm. And they are living extravagant lifestyles and making a huge amount of money from showing that off and you can't blame them for that because that's the business they're in but then you have all of these people trying to emulate that Mm -hmm. and when you don't have the same income as these people and we're talking I think Kylie Jenner is now a billionaire Mm -hmm. You're not buying the same things that she has or what she's flogging on a minimum wage job. Mm-hmm. Is she the one that you could do the bottle thing to get her lips? Yes. Okay. She's the one that sells the lip kits, I think they're called. Uh, she's the youngest Jenna, I think, or the youngest okay. Kardashian. Anyway, part of the family. She's the youngest mm-hmm. girl. But she is now a billionaire. <laughs> Which just goes to show that if you are her age, I don't know her age, so forgive me for that. I think she is probably 21 or so. Yeah. To make that kind of money on product placements and vlogging products, that's a very scary thing to think about. Mm -hmm. But don't Mm -hmm. you think that must be exhausting? Absolutely it is. I'm thinking, what time would you have to get up to do your hair and your makeup and pick out something to wear and you know there's a lot of work involved I'm sure it is exhausting I mean that's the price you pay I guess yeah and it's their job right that they don't go out and have a job do they that this is their job yeah this Um, is their career yeah Yeah, and I suppose if that's all you've got to focus on yeah yeah 
it's just all of these girls that are growing up thinking that that's what they need to be and that's what mm -hmm. they need to look like and then they yeah. have to go out and yeah. buy all these things to emulate these people and then that's creating financial debt from a really young age because mm -hmm. if you ever go to a mall or a shopping center and maybe one day you will again in the future who knows <laughs> you will see teenage girls and I mean young teenage girls carrying designer handbags I can't afford a designer handbag no and maybe they do have the money I'm not saying they don't but it is a scary thing to think about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have a lot of shame when it comes to money it's a topic that we actually really never talk about. Mm -hmm. We can talk about anything. We can talk about all the things in the world, but nobody ever talks about money or whether they're in debt until it's too late. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then again, like speaking about our generation and certainly like our parents' generation, you just did not talk about money. No. Because mm -hmm. it wasn't that in air quote that the plight thing to do it wasn't the done thing you know you, you didn't discuss anything and like I know sort of from a work perspective there's certainly no talking about money well how much did you earn you know I think like you say because there is shame in that and you know again you know fitting in and am I earning the same as everybody else and well if I earn the same as them then how come they've got that and they've got that and I don't yeah, so I think there is a lot of shame wrapped up in it. And I would imagine as well for a lot of people that, you know, are, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, whatever, there's probably a lot of guilt with that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, sort mm -hmm. of, oh, I've spent all this money on this. How are we going to afford something that we really need? Which I can imagine kind of gets you into like a really weird cycle of emotions. Yeah. Especially for men, I think, more so, is that if they've been brought up to believe that they are the breadwinner and mm -hmm. they need to provide for their family and they're in over their head financially, which I think a lot of families are. And as you said, in Alberta, we see it. You know, everybody has toys. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they have the boats and the quads and the bikes and the big trucks and they've all got massive RVs. I'm not saying all, but I mean, you know, I'm generalizing, but... Mm -hmm. Somebody has to pay for that. Yeah. And when all of a sudden the economy goes downhill and maybe you're not making the money that you were, so you're not meeting those financial requirements, the credit card companies and the debt collectors are coming calling and you don't have money to pay for them. And then mm -hmm. there's that spiral of shame, which leads to depression. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we can talk about keeping up with the Joneses, but... It's a massive issue for a lot of people, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose really the, the keeping up with the Joneses is only the tip of the iceberg. You know, that's the bit that you see. You don't see everything that, that goes below that. You know, it's something we all do at some stage or another. And, you know, again, it's one of those things, I guess, you can kind of get caught up in it. And, mm -hmm. you know, if everyone else is doing it, then why shouldn't you? Mm -hmm. Well, and... You know, in some ways, we can blame the financial institutions, you know, mm -hmm. the fact that as soon as a kid turns 18, the credit card applications start coming to the house. That happened to my sons. As soon as they turned 18, for some reason, they had credit card applications at the colleges. Mm -hmm. 
and what 18 year old boy is going to turn down a credit card you know yes. it's, yeah. that's a very scary situation to get yourself into and I know we've really tried with the boys I mean they paid they've been working part-time since they were 15 and they've paid for their own vehicles but not everybody is able to do that Mm-hmm. Well, I just remembered that my first credit card, my maximum limit was two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wow. And I was able to manage on that. I managed on that for years. Yeah. You know, that's going shopping, <laughs> getting in the yeah. groceries. That wouldn't last anyone a week these days. No. You know, which I suppose in many ways just show goes to show how much things have changed because mm-hmm. I would pretty much guarantee that your kids, the first credit card they were offered, didn't have a max limit of 250. Yes. I, I don't even remember, but I, I remember my oldest son coming home with this application that he was given. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you thought he might have hit the jackpot there. <laughs> But that's how it felt. Like the first time you kind of slid it over and it was in the days, you know, when they have those big machine things. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I was like that feeling of kind of look at me. I'm I'm really very special. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It was a downward slide. And very easily done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's just important to just, you know, be clear with your own values and mm-hmm. um, so you can stay in your own zone and not have to worry about the Joneses, you know, and just plan for things that keep you happy. I think planning is a part of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would be nice if this generation didn't have that same need to kind of keep up with everything that's going around them. And like, I know there's lots of them, like the huge amount of them actually that can't get onto the housing market and this that and the other and you know go off and and travel and enjoy things and have Mm -hmm. your fun don't put all your eggs in one basket to keep up with the joneses Mm because you'll you'll have fun but it's not the be all end all no yeah it comes down to that comparison thing you know once you start comparing yourself to other people that's when the trouble starts Mm -hmm. so it's it's almost that feeling happy and being content with yourself I think it starts Mm -hmm. with that so to anyone feeling the need to keep up with the Joneses or the Kardashians or whoever it is remember (laughs) it's way more important to just be yourself and your net worth is not your self-worth so stay safe stay healthy and until next time bye for now bye bye I liked that your self-worth is more than your net worth like good i like that yeah before you go we legally have to tell you that all the opinions and information we share on this podcast is based on our own personal experiences and should never be taken as professional advice we may sometimes sound like we know what we're talking about but the Tame and Crazy podcast is for entertainment purposes only, so please consult with a qualified professional for any and all health advice. Thanks for listening. Bye.